This is Josh Buck with the Belkon Business Podcast. Today we're going to transition a little bit. Uh, recent podcast, we've talked really a lot about kind of the what you normally think about business uh, as it relates to kind of a corporate structure. Today I'm going to, and I've done this a few times in the past, talk a little bit more in the, the world of personal finance. And uh, today we're going to talk a little bit about personal finance stability indicators. So when you take a look at your own personal finances, uh, what are some indicators of health as it relates to your home finances? And of course, there's a lot of just wonderful people out there. Uh, I think of Dave Ramsey in particular, who has a wonderful uh, program that you can follow and kind of these steps, what he calls baby steps, as far as uh, getting yourself to some financial stability. Uh, I'm going to talk on a couple of those points that are kind of general uh, personal finance uh, indicators, but I'm going to go beyond that just a little bit as we talk about uh, personal finance stability indicators. For most of my audience, we're uh, they're, they're not dealing with. Now, with, there are some exception, but uh, for most of my audience, we're not trying to figure out how to, you know, uh, basically how to get our bills paid. Uh, most of them uh, kind of move past that. But I, I think there are there will be some good reminders uh, as, it, uh, as it relates to some things we should avoid on the front end of this podcast. I run across some of these statistics in recent days. Uh, first statistic, nearly three-fourths of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. Kind of mind-blowing to me. Uh, so three three fourths of people out there, and I think the number exactly was seventy four percent in the in the study that I read. Uh, they they literally live paycheck to paycheck, so they're getting paid every Friday or every other Friday or uh, you know fifteenth and thirtieth of the month, and the money comes in and it's spent, and uh, and it's spent quickly, and they struggle to to make it to the next payday. Uh, three uh, three in ten adults have no emergency savings at all. Think of Dave Ramsey; he talks about this baby step of getting a thousand dollars in savings. Uh, but uh, most people out there don't even have that. Three in 10 adults have no emergency savings at all, which means at least two-thirds of Americans, if not more, uh, are one major catastrophe away from filing, having to file bankruptcy. So one medical emergency, uh, one, uh, one business failure, whatever the case may be, that uh, they're, they're going to find themselves in bankruptcy court. Uh, they're not going to be able to pay their mortgage. They're not going to be able to uh, do the things they need to do. They're going to end up having to file bankruptcy. So the statistics aren't that good, and it's, it's unfortunate because we live in a country where uh, really we are extremely wealthy, especially as it relates to most of the world. And I think most of it, uh, not to get into personal philosophy here, but most of the time we just simply want more than we really need by far. Uh, and so we just simply spend that kind of that old line to keep up with the Joneses. You know, we need the newest iPhone. We need the newest, you know, we need to go and buy a Tesla, whatever it is. And because we're, we're so enamored with the way other people look at us instead of making sure that we're grounded financially. So let's talk about some personal finance stability indica- indicators. First of all, uh, some things we definitely should avoid, and I, I, I think any sort of credit card or unsecured debt. I hear all the time, I, I own an accounting firm, so I hear all the time, well, this is good debt, this is bad debt. I'm going to tell you right now, all debt is bad. Okay, you can, uh, you can have leverage debt, okay, but what that means is uh, there is a biblical philosophy, the borrower is slave to the lender, uh, which means even if you have somebody, if you're using somebody else's money, uh, and you're buying assets with it, and it's cash-flowing assets, okay, at some point, guess what? You still have an obligation uh, to get up in the morning and make sure that that property is rented or uh, that equipment functions, whatever it is. So in, in, there is, in some way, uh, you still are putting yourself into a slavery position. Uh, so uh, some debt, it maybe isn't as bad as others, okay, but all debt in general is bad, especially unsecured debt. If you have any sort of unsecured debt or credit card debt, that should be really the thing that you're focused on getting rid of. 
uh, is uh, is any credit card or unsecured debt. And most of us, myself included, I have a mortgage on my home. I could pay it off. I could write a check and pay it off. I do have a mortgage on my home, uh, but, uh, but that's secured debt. I'm talking about credit card debt. A lot of times, if you, I guarantee you go back and you look at your credit card debt. If you have a lot of credit card debt, and you probably could have done without that coffee. Um, you probably could have done without uh, that extra on vacation, whatever the case may be. Uh, secondly, have and follow a budget. Uh, it's amazing the number of times I talk to people that they're, they're in financial debt. They have zero budget at all. Uh, they, they have no idea as far as uh, what they're spending every month, what they're spending it on. They kind of guess, oh, my mortgage is about this, and I spend about this on groceries. Uh, I, I think you should know exactly when you go to the grocery store uh, what you have to spend on groceries and what you're going to spend on groceries. And uh, all the way down, I know it's very, very, uh, you know, unfortunately, a lot of these things should be getting taught in high school, if not younger. Uh, but many adults don't live by these principles. Avoid credit card and unsecured debt. Have a budget. Follow your budget. Sit down with your with your spouse. Sit down with your uh, children. I think it's wonderful to get children involved and uh, help them to understand this is the amount of money that that mom and dad bring in every month. Uh, this is what we uh, this is uh, what we have to spend. And, uh, and so it may give them a little bit more of, a, of an understanding of why they can't have the newest gadget out there all the time. Uh, next, monitor your net worth and including equity positions in business. So I'm kind of moving out of, of some of those, um, uh, those kind of those baby steps uh, into, uh, into, into the world that most of my clients are in, and that's kind of having understanding of their equity position. Uh, most of the time, they, they, people understand the, the quote-unquote profitability of their business, but they have no idea of their, net, of their equity position in the business. So their business is making money, but they have more debt than they have in assets. And so they end up in this negative equity position, or they're pulling more cash out of their business than, uh, than their business is producing. So it, uh, it creates a negative equity position in their company. So that should be one of the indicators you're looking at. Looking across your, your, uh, your business investments, am I, am I in a positive equity position? Uh, next, for, for everyone, they should have a savings rate of at least 15%. So for every $100 that you earn, 15% of it should be going into savings. And that really should be a goal for, for every American to get to the point of, of having that savings and you're building that savings up. Uh, um, every American should be shooting toward having at least two months of expenses in reserves. I have all here all the time. What well, should I have? Uh, one month, three months, six months. Well, that really should be uh, to where to wherever you're at. But I think at minimum, every household should have at least two months of expenses in reserves. And so if you were to lose your job tomorrow, uh, if you had to close your business tomorrow, you'd be able to survive a couple months uh, and, uh, and, and be okay. Next, uh, and something I don't hear talked about all too often, but uh, definitely having an insurance plan uh, and insurance in place for medical expenses, and then uh, life insurance. And so uh, um, there, there's a lot out there on these two topics. I'm not going to go into it uh, in any sort of depth at all, but making sure you have some sort of an insurance uh, plan in place that relates to medical expenses. Uh, and whether you utilize traditional health insurance, whether you utilize uh, a health sharing ministry, uh, which I would encourage if you're a believer uh, to look into those, or there are a few of them out there, they're very good. Uh, so it keeps you out of kind of the, the, um, uh, the, the traditional health insurance environment. Uh, but making sure you have something in place, uh, some sort of at least major medical, have a deductible there that you can afford, uh, where it help to keep the, uh, the premium down, and, uh, and make sure you have something there in case you were to end up with a major illness, that there's something there to help you. Next, life insurance. I get asked this question quite often, how much life insurance uh, should, uh, should I have? I would say at least six to ten times your salary. 
uh, for uh, for individuals who are able to afford it. I think it'd be something you, sh- you should be looking into, uh, the type of life insurance that maybe you can use part and parcel into an infinite banking program uh, for, for you and your family, something you can look at, uh, but definitely at minimum having term insurance uh, to cover at least six to 10 times your salary. And then there are other avenues out there that can really be used as part of an overall wealth strategy. And then lastly, another indicator you should be looking at is, are you on track for your retirement? To sit down and determine what am I going to need to maintain my lifestyle in retirement and make sure that you're putting the money in there each and every year to be, uh, so you can hit your retirement goal and your retirement date. Uh, for, uh, for myself, I hope I, I, I can't imagine myself ever retiring, but I think realistically we, all, we probably all will get to a point uh, to where uh, we may be forced to retire. We need to retire and uh, make sure that we're saving uh, for that retirement, and, and that retirement also can serve as a legacy piece uh, to pass down to our future generations. Hopefully uh, this podcast was helpful to you. would encourage you, if you haven't already, uh, to subscribe to the Belk on Business podcast. Once again, this is Josh Belk. Hope you have a wonderful day.